Hi, this is Chris Kuselis, and welcome to the IT Woodworker Podcast, where we discuss current IT challenges and provide insight around IT topics important to our viewers and listeners. We also break up the IT talk with a cool woodworking project every now and again. For the IT folks who like to disengage from the digital world and find peace and quiet in the workshops. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy. Welcome to episode two of the IT Woodworker. I'm Chris Kusilis. I'm joined by my co-host, Katie McCullough. Katie, welcome. Good afternoon, Chris. Well, all right. Why don't we just jump right in here? So for episode two, we really wanted to focus on assessing risk within an organization and what that really means for the organization. So Katie, I, I just kind of jumped out on the onto the internet and I wanted to grab some stats to go over to just kind of highlight the dilemma that organizations are facing with cybersecurity today. So first off, they say almost 40% of small businesses that are hit with cybersecurity attacks are out of business in six months. And then on top of that, there's over 700,000 cybersecurity jobs open. So, you know, between these two things, you know, there's a real problem in cybersecurity. Yeah, I mean, Chris, don't get, cybersecurity needs to be top of mind, and there's definitely some challenges in the world. I mean, you know, some of the information that you provided is is absolutely based on facts, but the reality is, with any metric, you know, you can uh, you can slice and dice it how you want to, too. So you got to be careful with some of those data points because um, they can be misleading. But ultimately, is cybersecurity uh, a, a challenge for a lot of uh, companies, do we have enough staffing around it? We do have enough talent. No, we don't. Um, but that doesn't mean, um, you know, you just need to um, drop everything and and make sure you're doing that. And at the end of the day, you got a business to run, but you need to work with people that can help look at your risk and understand what's going on in your environment. So, would you say that? these statistics are skewed worse or better or? I think it's like with anything, uh, Chris, right? You got to look into what the data is behind the scenes and you, you know, you can't just take data for data's sake. Um, you can find plenty of numbers out there that'll say one thing or another, depending on what point you have to prove. Um, that being said, yeah, there's, there's def definitely um, a lot of different cybersecurity reports that you can see out there about how cybersecurity is impacting um, various companies of various sizes. And it's certainly good to be informed, but like with any information or news, right? Ask a few few of the whys and, uh, and understand a little bit of the background data to make sure that um, it's not just um, data that's trying to sell something. Sure, sure. So, and, and, and that is a problem. And if, and if we, uh, if we look at, you know, the cost of cybersecurity and then the cost for companies that are building cybersecurity products, those are both heading north. So, I mean, wouldn't you think that if, if we were starting to get some sort of handle on this, that one of those numbers should be decreasing? Well, absolutely. And my argument, unfortunately, Chris, is you're part of the problem. <laughs> we we got salespeople out there, you know, doing the right thing. They they think they absolutely believe in the products they're selling, and and there's good 
in those security products that are available. Absolutely. Um, the reality is the bad guys are getting heavily invested too because they're getting returns on investment. So they're getting more aggressive in, in how they do things. But yeah, at some level, you've got to, You've got to really approach your your security spending um, not from a fear, a fear, doubt, and uncertainty. The FUD factor, which again, I'm not going to blame you on completely. There's a lot of that out there, um, but the reality is, it starts with just keeping your own business and your own risk in mind, and addressing what what you can and should, and don't let you know news articles or um, even your your CEO. I mean, yeah, they're going to come to you and say, you got to do this and get the facts behind what either the, the tool is or the risk is and make sure it truly ap applies to your environment. Yeah, I think I think some of that's the uh, the United Airlines magazine syndrome where the CEO was flying and he read that this is the new latest greatest thing. So he, he came back to IT and said you had to buy it. So yeah, and and selling with fear, uncertainty, and doubt. You know, I'm 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 guilty of that for sure. So mm -hmm. uh, so what is it? it? It it gets down to what then? What are we really well, getting down to brass tacks when we're when when we want to talk about what we really need to do with security? Right. So one of the primary goals with a good security for a program is have to have a, a depth and defense approach, right? So when you look at all the things you could invest in, it comes down to what are the risks in your, in your environment and what secures and protects those risks from being exposed. And ultimately, yeah, you can have failures in certain systems and controls at different points because a lot of it does come down to human error. Um, so you having a, a depth and defense approach is very important. So you're gonna have a little bit of overlap, but looking at a full control set for your environment, for your critical data or services is, is the best investment because then you're not just picking a bunch of point solutions that likely are gonna have some overlap. Um, and what, what you see, I mean, another stat, right, you can easily claim and find all over the interweb is about how people buy, you know, software, but then don't deploy the full feature set, right? And that's just an age-old problem. Mm -hmm. And so before you make that next investment, um, I say, and I, I say this because I do this myself, you assess the risk in your environment. And it's not just a one-time thing. Threats change, your business changes you know, at least annually, that's going to always be the recommendation is to constantly assess your risks. Look at it against a framework, a known framework that folks are out there investing and putting research on to understand the threat landscape, the tactics and techniques that are currently being used, but then apply that to your own environment before you start looking at point solutions and buying into the FUD that's out there. So, if you're looking at a framework and you're and you're assessing everything that's out there and you find that you've got some holes and you've got some products, I mean, are you coming back and saying you got to rip and replace everything that you've got in here to, to make sure that you're you're up to par in your security? Chris, if you ever, yeah, if you ever say that to any of our customers, we're in trouble, buddy, because, <laughs> no, I, I, okay. most tool sets, especially, you know, you know, talk quadrants, qu talk waves, whatever, you know. Uh, 
industry or or pundit you're into watching, whether it's Forrester or Gartner, um, you know, most in those upper quadrants, they're fine products. We had some technical difficulties, but Katie is back. So Katie, you want to pick up where you left off? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my point to this whole thing is you maximize the investments you have. Most products these days have some parity in them. If you're getting uh, a service or a product in one of those upper quadrants, make sure. I mean, in, in most of the requirements to, to run and, and leverage a product like that is the people that you have. And so we are never going to be the ones to recommend you just rip and replace. Try to understand what can be done with the product that you have. And maybe it's not a good fit, but invest some time in that because you've already worked through the implementation. Your team probably already has some understanding of it. Um, so I, if, if you're here and rip and replace, challenge it. Um, it. There might be a good business reason to do it, but that shouldn't be the starting place. Well, I got, I got a question for you there then. So you, you also said that many times, um, and it happens with many products, not just security though, that, that you get a product, but you're not, you know, fully utilizing all the functions of it. So if you do an assessment, I mean, does that come out in the assessment too? And then it, is there ways to, to fix that? Well, hundred percent, it absolutely should come out in the assessment. And that's where I say, yeah, you know, not everybody's going to be an expert in all the tools and technologies that are out there. But I mean, they they certainly claim to have certain feature sets. There are base security controls that most all those tools are going to be able to, to, to take on. I mean, a lot of those decisions do just come down to business decisions, right? Because if you're going to implement something, yes, there's likely an impact to your user base that you have to communicate and educate them on, on how it might impact their experience. Um, but yes, assessment should help you highlight where you've got those investments and say, you know, look to turn on this feature. The classic is something like MFA, right? That introduces a new user experience that not everybody's up for, but man, I tell you, in this day and age, if you're just relying on passwords, certainly for any kind of remote connectivity or privileged access, you're asking for trouble. And so, but you have to do proper communication about it and um, in education, otherwise it's gonna flop in your environment. And that that comes out too as a suggestion, you know, through an assessment as well. I mean, we're not just we're not running a tool and saying, "Hey, here here's the data. You know what? Have a have a great day. We'll talk to you in you know 12 months when you need this to be to be run again." Right? Yeah, we had a classic example. A customer had uh, purchased a, a very well known, highly renowned um, security awareness uh, program. And, you know, it takes some coordination with folks like in HR and how you onboard people and what's what's the cadence to, con, you know, continually educate. And people just couldn't get together on what that is. They'd already purchased the license. And so when we came in, we got to talking to them and it's like, let's get HR together. Let's get, you know, some of the managers together where, you know, they have people coming in, uh, new people joining and let's just start rolling it out, right? I mean, those are, there are just some, yeah, it takes a little bit of effort, certainly takes some collaboration even within the businesses, um, but it's well worth it. And what's, again, frustrating is the, the a big chunk of the investment's already there. And, and I think that we, well, I know last episode, we talked about the business has to be the starting point of this, the, the people on top have to say, so 
it helps when mm-hmm. when you're talking about you know this this is what we're going to do we've decided that we're going to assess the the organization and you're going to all hold hands and work together on this so you know that's i guess that's another you know contributing factor if the business isn't you know dedicated to doing this um everybody's spinning their wheels well, it, but that's where you can also play off that American Airlines magazine scenario. You know, if the CEO is coming to you and saying, yeah. hey, you need to do this. Well, you know, come with your own ideas and opinions and especially you have it based on the facts, right, mm-hmm. for your business as opposed to, you know, some uh, metric that who knows where it came from saying, actually, here's our biggest exposure area. If I could get support from you so that these other business areas would join it. I tell you that that goes a longer way in solving security problems within your environment than uh, just the CEO coming down and demanding uh, whatever's being advertised in the American Airlines magazine. Now, with an assessment like that, too, when we come back, we find the the exposures. We talk about what they have uh, currently. We talk about, um, you know, what what they need moving forward. Do do we help them make recommendations? Can they bring things to us and talk about, hey, this is really, you know, a, a product that you should look at. And if they do do that, can they build out a roadmap on that for, you know, this is where we need to be in the next, you know, 12, 18 months and and budget accordingly with those products. Does does the question make sense? Oh no, absolutely. I mean that that is the whole purpose is that we're helping guide them with that roadmap, but based on where they see uh, their business going and their investments going, and more importantly, their staffing going, right? It, it that It's very collaborative in terms of uh, how we put that roadmap together, how we talk about um, both the, really the cultural effort it can take to do something, um, but also just the hard costs in terms of staff and, and um, and potentially tool set uh, costs as well. But, you know, our goal and even those assessments is is to also show the progress. Like I said, we recommend it. it's done on an annual basis. Katie, welcome back. We had a little bit more technical difficulties there. You're out in the middle of nowhere. It must be an airplane flying by and cutting off your satellite or something. Uh, it's a little windy. I think the wind's blowing all the cyber waves the wrong way. <laughs> Oh, that happens. <laughs> I, I could fall for that. So, <laughs> so I so the the I'll just wrap up my thought on that. The, the reality is, you know, our, our assessment's going to help show your traction year over year. Um, again, it's something we really we've leveraged with customers to report up to their board of directors to really understand what's going on in a, in a security program for an individual individual company. It's just it's an important tool as a security leader. Certainly is for me. So, you know, kind of pulling it all together together here, uh, an assessment for your environment, it really helps focus the business on the highest risks in the environment. You're just not going after the next new shiny thing out there. Um, it helps with visibility and buy-in to other departments all the way up and through the board. And it can help you on your journey to adjust to the current risks and business changes. Is that accurate? Yeah, 100%. I mean, the landscape's changing all the time in terms of threats and the tech, uh, tactics and techniques uh, bad actors are using, and your business changes, right? So don't, you know, you got to constantly be gut checking yourself. Well, great. Well, well, Katie, in wrap up then, you know, thank you. And, uh, you know, I appreciate the, the viewers and listeners who are, who are on here. I apologize for the technical difficulties. 
it happens. Um, as you're looking for, you know, assessment help, again, reach out to your trusted partners, the people you're already working with, the people that you have faith in. Talk to colleagues, see who they're who they're using, or reach out to Katie and me. We're going to uh, put a, a assessment deliverable document out on the link. You'll see it here that you can reach out. You can kind of look at a sample of what that is. And next episode, we're going to review an assessment deliverable document so uh, you can kind of understand what to expect and what you're going to get out of it. So again, we appreciate everyone. Katie, as always, thank you. And we're going to let you back to that beautiful nature behind you. Thanks, Have sir. a great afternoon, everyone. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.